How's it, Internet? I must apologize for the audio issues we experienced recording this podcast. Rest assured, we are working on it, and please enjoy the show. How's it, Internet? And welcome to Two Guys and SharePoint. The only SharePoint show in South Africa where everything is not made up and there are no points. This week, we've got a very special episode for you, and we're joined by a very special guest, a prominent member of the South African SharePoint community and blogger extraordinaire, Tracy. Hello. How's it? How's it, guys? Welcome, welcome. Yeah, we're super amped to have uh, Tracy van der Scaife on the show this this week. Um, she's going to talk to us about her dealings in the SharePoint community and her experiences with Office 365. Yeah, Tracy, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe how you got into SharePoint? Okay, cool. Um, I think just first, uh, very excited to be part of the show. Um, very excited as well with you guys and what you've started up. So uh, I think this is going to go uh, to great places. Now, um, I've been in SharePoint a couple of years. Um, I worked in FCRI for uh, quite a couple of years, about seven years, and uh, was called in one Friday afternoon um, being told that, that I don't have my job anymore. So uh, so there's always good, good news and bad news to everything. And when I asked the guys, well, if that's the bad news, what is the good news? And they said, well, you've been promoted into SharePoint. And uh, not knowing what SharePoint is, that was even more interesting. Now, uh, on Afghanistan's side, they used to use SharePoint for uh, their compliance systems and uh, ISO and all those uh, accreditation and things. And uh, I started on a Monday and started in SharePoint. So uh, I think there's a lot of guys who kind of get into situations where like, that, like that, where they end up with new job roles and have to deal with SharePoint, not even knowing what it is. But, uh, but definitely, if you stick it in there, and that's exactly what I tried at uh, AFCRI, is to not say no to anything, try everything, not be scared. You know, don't do things that you're not uh, sure what, what, what impact it will have. And slowly but surely I learned. And uh, that's definitely a couple of years at AFPRI using then uh, SharePoint and getting better at it every day, making lots of mistakes and learning from it. But that was my intro into SharePoint. Definitely didn't get, uh, I didn't study and get promoted into it. I was very, very fortunate to land the job and uh, to start learning. So that was just me getting into SharePoint. Yeah, I think it's true. A lot of professional SharePoint people sort of just stumbled into it yeah we, we actually discussed this last year at uh, sharepoint saturday across the country around how people actually got into sharepoint and typically when you are involved in larger corporations where they have mentorship programs and we interview people studying bcom it or btech and those things there's generally only three types of roles that they see themselves fulfilling one is a, a dba the other one is a business analyst and the third one would normally be a developer and they have no concept of what knowledge management is or what sharepoint as a product is so it's very difficult for people to actually plan their future based on okay i eventually want to become a sharepoint consultant and we find that in the industry it's also difficult hiring people that start off as a SharePoint administrator because some organizations now implemented the product and we have to now get them trained up and, 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 and then eventually they find their feet off for a couple of years. And it's important to us as 
not only people in the community, but also people that work for companies that want to have longevity within the product and the product set from Microsoft to find these people and actually nurture them. Tracy's been fortunate enough to spend time with quite a few people in the industry. She's also gotten involved in the community quite strongly. And this has helped her career grow to where she is today, which is an amazing feat. I think something important as well to to keep in mind, and and I might get into trouble for saying this, so let's go for it anyway. <laughs> is oh, well, that it's, it's <laughs> not like this is being broadcast on the internet or anything. <laughs> so I'm I'm definitely I'm bargaining on that. Is is that and and of course SharePoint's vast. I mean, anyone who says they're a SharePoint expert, um, they're lying. It's, it's a liar. Okay, because uh, it's got so many aspects, so many different areas and, and very technical, not that technical, front end, you know, all of those. But but something I see as I'm a SharePoint trainer as well, uh, and to sum it up uh, from from the front end side and from people just developing solutions. So, and when I say develop, I mean building things out of the box in SharePoint. I'm not even touching code and things like that yet. So for those guys, it's something that I see very often is that it's it's easier to teach a person with very good process and business skills, the SharePoint skill, than it is the other way around. When you start looking at building those small everyday solutions that adds a lot of value, you need to understand business. You need to understand process. And, and that's maybe a mistake that we make in, uh, in our industry quite often is that we try and force it from the other, either, other way around and the business uh, input isn't um, always there. So definitely getting guys in that's already got that BA um, side of things, that understands process, that understands business, and also understands how important things are and the impact things have definitely helps when you then add that SharePoint skill to them and they start learning up, it actually is a lot easier because it's easier to envision the solutions that they build. They just need to uh, to learn the, the technical skill to actually be able to do that. So that's always something that I, that I keep in mind that uh, from from end user level or super user level, because of course Microsoft uh, sees end users as people who already can add, add apps um, on SharePoint. It's not just people who contribute content. So that's definitely a big, a big value add from that side. Just uh, coincidentally, just on what you're talking about, Microsoft's view on how they see the world. A friend of mine, one of the speakers that are for SharePoint Saturday Cape Town, he's actually coming out from Paris, Patrick. He's done a, a Maslow, you know, the Maslow Triangle? Yep, the hierarchy of needs. Yes. So he's actually taken Office 365 and stuck it into a Maslow Triangle, and he's actually doing those sessions at SharePoint Saturday to discuss where and how Microsoft sees the ecosystem with IT pros, the developer community, and also power users with the various products that have been pushed now down by Microsoft for the Office 365 environment. I was going to suggest we get moving and get into the news. Yes, the news. Uh, generally, <laughs> this is starting to feel like, a, like an ep- episode of Top Gear, <laughs> where, where we do a, a highlight reel and then we jump straight into the news and we sit down on fancy couches. I don't have a fancy couch. <laughs> All right, in the news. Yeah, so let's just knock this out of the park quickly and, 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 and get it out the way. Just on the information worker community, everyone knows about that. For those who don't know it, it's South Africa's only SharePoint user group. We meet on the second Tuesday of every month at Microsoft Bryanston and Microsoft Cape Town in Pinelands. We also, I think we discussed it last week, we're going to start a mentorship program. We're very excited about the mentorship program. More information will probably kick off in the beginning of next year. 
So do come along. It's on the second Tuesday of every month. We have it for the most part 10 times a year, with the exception of October, which is SharePoint Saturday month, and also December because no one's going to show up. Just some more stuff. We're doing the road trip as part of SharePoint Saturday. We spoke about SharePoint Saturday last month or last week. SharePoint Saturday is happening in October, the 8th at Microsoft Bryanston, the 22nd at Sunlum head offices in Par- in Belleville in Cape Town and at Varsity College in Durban on the 29th. So 8th Joburg, 22nd Cape Town, 29th Durban. Between SharePoint Saturday Cape Town and SharePoint Saturday Durban, we are doing a road trip up the coast. I've got some dates. We're doing a mini SharePoint Saturday in George on the 24th of October at George Municipality. And we're doing a mini SharePoint Saturday in Port Elizabeth on the 22nd of October at the Nelson Mandela University. We will be doing a mini one in East London on the 27th of October. I'm just waiting to confirm venues. Also, this seems to be, and we discussed it last week as well, this is the season for conferences. Like you said, Rod, everyone wants to stay inside, so there's no crazy activities, so conferences are taking off. And just some of them around the world, We've got the big one from Microsoft, Ignite, happening from the 26th to the 30th of September. Tracy is attending. There's also SP TechCon in December, the 5th to the 8th in San Francisco. And in Europe, we've got the European SharePoint Conference in Austria from the 14th to the 17th of November. And we've got Unity Connect in the Netherlands from the 16th to the 18th. Also, to keep up to date, there's a new technical community, which we mentioned last week. If you go to techcommunity.microsoft.com, great environment. There's a lot of channels and all of those things. And also, if you want to keep up to date what's happening with Office 365, go across to blog.office.com. There's a myriad of information there, and you can actually click on a whole bunch of links to keep up to date with the roadmaps and also look at what information is coming for business. All right. So that's the news. Yeah, and we will try hit on all these conferences and what comes out of them and the the latest news on the podcast. So hopefully you guys can grab it here too. Yeah, uh, one last thing that I missed out, Metalogics is running a roadshow in Cape Town and in Johannesburg. So the 20th of October, the it's a Thursday before SharePoint Saturday, Come along, there will be invites. Metalogics has been running roadshows across the world and they're doing some in South Africa. So 20th in Cape Town, uh, the invite will be going out and then 26th in Johannesburg, it's Wednesday, uh, between SharePoint Saturday Cape Town and SharePoint Saturday Durban. They'll be having um, their roadshows. More information next week. Yeah, and if the listeners don't know, Metalogics provide management tools for SharePoint, a third-party product. It handles a bunch of stuff, migrations, management, that sort of stuff. Okay, so back to Tracy. Yes, Tracy, you've been doing something over the last 200-something days that I find really quite incredible. You, you've got a blog called Around the Office in 365 Days. What, what are you calling it? That's, really that's right. That's exactly it. So you're doing a blog post on Office 365 every day for 365 days. How did that come about? So on the 29th of Feb, I was sitting in my garden and I think I might have had one too many glasses of, uh, of milk, okay? And uh, I, I get creative, obviously. And um, I had this crazy idea where 
obviously I was I office three six five, and I thought, wait a minute, there's three hundred and sixty five days um, in the year, and this uh, idea started forming in my head. Now I'm quite a visual person, so I think logos and things first when I start thinking ideas, and I actually started designing the little logo before everything actually started happening. So, so my idea behind it, and it had been leading up to it for months, was that I wanted to blog more. So I started blogging about uh, four, four odd, five years ago, and um, I wasn't quite good at it. I'd write a blog, maybe I'd write two or three and then skip a couple of months, and then write another one and skip another couple of months. So for two or three years in a row, it uh, was my idea. Every January, I'd decide that this year I'm going to blog more. And and the last figure that I set myself on to was to say that I at least want to write a blog once a month. And at some point I said, how about just try once a week? And then when I had this crazy idea in my head in about 365, I thought, you know, that's it. I'm going to try this. Now, typical human nature, when, when we make uh, challenges or, or these uh, ideas that we come up with, if it's just between you and yourself and in your head, we kind of not stick to it. I mean, that, that's always the problem with making promises to yourself. So I did the crazy thing by putting it on social media by saying, that's it, that's me, I'm going to start this challenge, which I knew that as soon as I put it out there, I'd have to stick to it because I had to prove to myself that I could actually maintain this uh, craziness. And uh, thinking about 365 days would have been tricky if, if just SharePoint, but obviously that all includes uh, Office as well. So I've been able to write about Office um, and SharePoint. And uh, uh, yesterday I wrote my 200th blog in 200 days, which sometimes I just can't believe that I've made it that far. But I think if I have to add, and we'll chat about why really, because that's just the craziness of how the idea came in my head, but, but the why we'll get to now. But something that's really been amazing for me in this last 200 days is that I'm not blogging things that I know. And that's where the change for me came in is because it's Office 365, I can't just go and write the things I know because there's too many changes. I've been forced to every single day, no matter what I blog, I've had to go research it again and I've had to go read up about it again to make sure that something hasn't changed or that something hasn't been updated. And for me, that's been an absolutely incredible journey is to also learn something every day. I mentioned to a friend a while back, if, if someone had to ask me 200 days ago, Trace, we want you to study. We want you to spend an hour to two hours every day to go learn something. And then we're going to force you as well to go document it so that other people can use it. I would have laughed at them. I would definitely not have done it because I wouldn't have thought I had the time. But here I am and I've, I've gotten this far and I'm, I'm hoping I will make it. I'm right to the end. But every day I've had to learn something new. I've learned amazing, incredible stuff about uh, Office 365 that I didn't even know existed. So that's been quite a nice uh, thing for me, definitely, um, as part of this process up to day 200. It's, it's an incredible achievement. What you're doing, Tracy, is it, it's a great thing for other people in the industry to look at. That sort of continuous learning where you're forcing yourself to keep up to date. Because now that we're living in the era of the cloud, these things do change much more often. Me personally, I'm used to a new version of SharePoint coming out every three to four years or whatever it is. And when that happens, you have to go through and say, okay, what's changed? What hasn't? But in the cloud, they are constantly revving and they're constantly changing and providing new tools and new experiences. And to keep up with that must keep you quite sharp. If I think as well, um, being a trainer, because that's exactly what, uh, just to confirm what you've just said, Rod, is that being a trainer specifically is we tend to train from documents. And, and I've seen myself 
get dumb after a while because you get so used to repeating the same thing that it becomes second nature. You don't even think about it anymore. You don't question things anymore. You don't even understand the logic anymore. So, so as a trainer, obviously, it's very, very important to have to do this. But also even thinking, I've, I've built a lot of intranets, I've built a lot of solutions as well. So even as a, as a consultant or as a the basic entry-level developer, if you'd, if you'd call it that, um, we, we tend to only learn what you get asked because um, we're so busy all the time. We, we're so fighting and struggling through projects that, that you'll only learn something new when a client's actually asking for something new because we just don't have the time to learn apart from our daily job. So we do get exposed to things, but not at the speed of things actually changing around us. And, and that's also why community is great and the SharePoint Saturdays because we learn so much more there. But, but this has definitely forced me to, to learn at a much faster pace than I thought would be possible because I'm forcing myself to look at it every single day and to find and to research every day. So that definitely does help because, because we stagnate. We, we kind of fall back to what we know instead of going to what it is or what it should be. So funnily enough, myself and our new industry insider, Mr. The Real Francois Pinar, uh, also decided to jump on the bandwagon with this Office 365 challenge. And our commitment was to blog once a week about Office 365. Uh, we failed dismally. <laughs> so, so I have no idea how anyone can manage, never mind two blog posts a week, but seven a week. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. I've got a personal blog that's just about random stuff and i can i could type whatever i want into it and it hasn't had a post in months so <laughs> so tracy the, the stuff that you've learned um, have you taken that and applied it to your training is there are you looking at splitting it up into different levels because on your blog post it's a bunch of links that you collate for the week um, are you getting what the value proposition are you translating that into conversations that you're having with your students and where, where do you see this blog going? Are you going to write a book after 365 days? That's an interesting idea. Because actually the book's written, isn't it? <laughs> By day 365, I'll have 365 pages, people. You just have to come up with a, with a table of contents. I'll just do a table. I've got a table of contents. And, so and a forward. I'll just do a, a front page and I'll be done. <laughs> Sounds I good. Think, I think the nice thing here is uh, definitely... That just to take one step back as to why I originally started blogging, which will explain some of this, is because I forget things. We all do, okay? And 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 being a little bit ADHD, which as everyone knows is ADD in high definition, so that's even worse. Yeah. I can't I can't remember what I learned yesterday or the amazing stuff I saw last week. And when I do remember it, I don't know where to find it. So the first reason why I started blogging was to make notes for myself so I could find it because I couldn't even find the files on my computer. And at least I know the blog. I know where to go. I know the URL. So I started blogging little things that I was learning so that I could go back to it. So I didn't even think of other people at that point. I would just start blogging so that I could refer to it. And I still refer to my blogs all the time. When I'm trying to remember what URL to use to force a user to sign in as new user on SharePoint or something, I'll go back to my blog because it's my notes. So first and foremost was, was actually as a notepad for myself to go back to things that I've learned because you just cannot remember everything, obviously. Um, then, then secondly was because being from a support environment that I was also in for quite a couple of years, I got really tired of having to show people the same thing all the time. So Trace, how do I use snipping tool? Tracy, how do I hyperlink a word? 
Um, Trace, how, how do I create that in SharePoint? So, so that's also the second thing that the blog meant, meant to me is that I could then just send them a URL. No more making screenshots all the time or retyping the same email. That uh, my blog post became little uh, short, quick reference guides that I was sharing with with my users in the companies that I was working for before I even thought of uh, looking externally or looking at other people. So that was a very, very big value add for me. Now, if I think uh, at the moment and how this has helped me this last uh, crazy 200 days is that firstly is I couldn't do this without the users that I train as well because a lot of the blog posts that I write is based on what I experienced that day. Obviously, it's not like I have a list um, I don't have a list somewhere that says these are the next 165 blogs I write. I get inspired every day and I write every day. I don't write a week ahead or something. So if I'm in class today and a student says to me, Trace, I'm just wondering, you know, I'm really irritated about this window that keeps on opening and it's not maximized. Do you think you can do this? And I'm like, I have no idea. Let's go search for it. And then as soon as I find the answer, I'll blog for it. So my students inspire me to write my blogs and definitely not the other way around. It's what they're asking for that I'm trying to answer and then document in a way. So definitely it does uh, impact how I do work every day. What we have to keep in mind, if I think of the SharePoint training that I do deliver and the office and the PC literacy stuff, a lot of guys aren't full on, um, on uh, Office 365 as, as um, first release tenants. So a lot of the new stuff that's changing, most people aren't even dealing with yet. So I haven't quite updated current training material to look at new modern lists and libraries, etc., because most people aren't working with it yet. So my blog's definitely still dual, where um, it, it, def- it serves um, on-premise uh, SharePoint as well, and even older versions, but it starts notifying users of the latest releases so that they do know what's coming. But my physical training... Um, definitely gets updated with the PC tips that I learn and uh, all the shortcuts that's available in Office and throughout SharePoint as well, of course. A lot of what I'm hearing here is the importance of the user to a SharePoint implementation. It's It sounds really obvious, but I think sometimes we lose track of that deliverable. Everything we're doing as SharePoint mm-hmm. consultants ultimately is for those users. It's not for IT or the CTO or whoever's whoever's dictated the must go in. It's for those end users that you're dealing with in training who actually have to use the system and make it work. And they're the people that we're ultimately delivering to. Uh, um, if I think of my, my area of expertise uh, on SharePoint, definitely much more intranets, okay? So I always say that uh, a lot of our intranets are failing because we're building it for the people who pay for it and not the people who are using it, which is a completely different crowd of people. And, and that's so true what you've just said there is we, we tend to focus on the people we wow in presentations, you know, the people who make the big decisions, the people who sign the checks. But at the end of the day, the power is in the masses and the masses are the users. And, and if we can't achieve something that works for them, then it, it just doesn't add value. And, and that, that brings me to what my passion is. If, if, if you have to ask me what my Ikihai is, I don't know if you know what Ikihai is, right? But so, so my Ducati monster is called Ikihai, especially because of this. It was my gift to myself because I'd reached that in my life. So Ikihai is a Japanese term that says when you do what you love and you get paid for it and you're good at it and it's something that the world needs, it becomes one thing. It becomes your purpose for living. So if I have to think what my purpose for living is, it's empowering people. My passion isn't SharePoint. 
my passion is people and my tool of choice to empower people is office and sharepoint that's my chosen tool set that i use to empower people but at the end of the day i never lose sight of the fact that that i'm all about having to empower people i'm all about putting people in a better place where they can make better decisions where they can um, be more effective and efficient and that's exactly what sharepoint and and office the whole stack um, delivers to us at the end of the day and and that's also a very very big impact on training again i'm coming back to training and i suppose writing blog posts is like being a trainer i mean i'm training people in little tidbits every single day in bite sizes that they can learn something new every day while they're drinking their first cup of coffee you know before the craziness of the day starts now now that brings me back to training again a lot of companies don't invest in the users so the first money cuts that happens is uh, on the training side they would rather invest in the technology and cut down on training where you can actually if you empower your users you can get away with less and have them more empowered and have better systems because users can develop something into better if they are more empowered so on the training side also doesn't help just training people on sharepoint we've been doing that wrong for so many years but honestly it doesn't help to just train users on sharepoint and expect user adoption you have to train them on the stack that they already use um the the machine that they already using the office that they already using if i think induction and i'm just talking about the companies that uh, that that i've dealt with over the years most of us are not getting induction right most of us uh, when we start at new companies we hit the floor running you get issued with a notebook there's our icon to this there's the email address shot there you go dude um we never completely know where things are how things are supposed to happen now imagine a a user who's not uh, very strong um pc wise pc literacy wise how they struggle and they don't ask for help because they don't know they need it now if you build up that foundation before you even get to sharepoint if you start building up that foundation and people use their pcs and their office tools better then they adopt systems better when they then start using sharepoint and they start using uh, solutions that people have built for them they actually adopt them better because they're not so scared of it they're more empowered um and they have the skill set to be able to make better decisions and to adapt the knowledge that they have to to the new solutions so that, that that's i think my kind of a big 50 cents on the training side but uh but that it's all about empowering people great stuff tracy thank you very much for all your efforts in the community so how do people get hold of you where where are you in the mm. in, in the in the the universe of the interwebs uh, <laughs> where what's your blog address so so my blog's tracyfunderscaife.com so tracy c y funderscaife s c h y double f dot com um my the the hashtag for the challenge that i'm busy with is a hashtag office 365 challenge and um the yeah, arm then uh, my twitter handle at @tracyvds for funderscaife so at @tracyvds is my twitter handle i'm on linkedin as well I'm on Facebook as well and then of course I'm involved in IW on uh, SharePoint Saturdays as well so yes. Okay great thanks a lot Tracy for your time. If you want to come along to SharePoint Saturday Tracy will be presenting she's also going along on the road trip and to come listen to two guys in SharePoint at SharePoint Saturday. We'll be uh, live streaming and podcasting from the event with our podcast kit. So do come along and come have a conversation with us and we'll be chatting to all the speakers <laughs> at the event as well. Good. Yep. Have we neared the end of the show so that you could do your little PowerShell commandlet for the for the week? Yes, I think so. So the PowerShell commandlet for today is disable SP health analysis rule. What is that? Well, funnily enough, it disables uh, SP health analysis rule. What does the health so, analysis do? 
when you log into SharePoint Central Administration, you get a, a banner across the top of the page that is hopefully green, is probably yellow, and might be red. If it's red, you've got issues. If it's yellow, you've got issues. So that runs off the health analysis service that's baked into SharePoint. So it's got a bunch of rules out of the box, and you can create your own ones that just monitor the SharePoint implementation and will will notify you when those rules are broken or close to being broken. They'll do stuff like check the database sizes or the free space on the hard drives, that sort of thing. So like I said, there's a bunch that come out of the box and you can create your own ones. This obviously can have an impact on the system. It is running checks, it's logging it, um, all of that sort of jazz. So if, if you find that probably if you've created your own one and it's causing a bit too much load for the amount of data it's logging or system performance, you can disable it through PowerShell using disable-sp health analysis rule. So uh, what you're yeah. saying is if you deployed SharePoint using PowerShell, because, well, not if, if you haven't deployed SharePoint using PowerShell, um, you're not, you haven't deployed SharePoint properly. So I'm going to add that to my PowerShell script. Right at the end, I'm just going to disable the health analysis rule so that it never goes red. That's probably not a very good idea. <laughs> but come on, man. It's a decent hack so that you'll, it will never complain because SharePoint always complains. SharePoint, it is very difficult to get a perfectly clean bill of health. And if, if for some reason you really do want to disable it, you can do it through this. Again, like... Probably don't want to do that, but if, if it is a thing you need to do, you can do that. There's only a couple parameters for it. Um, you need the identity of the health analyzer rule you want to disable. So that's either the GUID or the, the name of the individual instance. You can give it an assignment collection if, we, if we're running scripts. Um, we can put in a confirmation parameter. So it'll ask us for confirmation if we're running this as part of a script. And it's also got a what if tag. So we can put the what if tag in and then instead of actually executing the command, it'll display us a message that will describe the effect of the command either. So that's quite handy if we haven't done this sort of thing before and we want to make sure that it's going to do exactly what I think it's going to do before I actually run it. We can put in the what if tag and instead of actually executing it, it will give us a, a message describing exactly what it would do if we did execute it. Great stuff. And that's a wrap. Yes. Thank you all for listening. We are online. I'm at Odd Modlin. And L is? At Alistair Pugin. And you can get us online at? www.twoguysandsharepoint.co.za. You can also follow us on SoundCloud for any notifications around the podcasts. So go have a squeeze. Yes. Thank you all for listening. Please drop us a message on any of the social medias to let us know what you liked and what more you would like. Again, Tracy, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks. Uh, thanks so much, guys. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for coming in and we'll chat to everyone soon. Catch you guys next time. Cheers, Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Bye.
just wait for the plane to go over or whatever that was. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's an air show happening this weekend somewhere in the vicinity. I think it's from Bartercliff actually. Yeah. I hope they don't fall on your head. 